0: This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. The choices we make every day impact our health, for the good or the bad. This podcast series will feature guests who will share the latest information on how people of all ages may achieve optimal health and wellness. We tape in the offices of Raider Solutions, which offers a complete fleet of IT solutions for businesses of all sizes. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work, we understand. If you're wondering if Raider can help your business, visit RaiderSolutions.com. We're also grateful for the support of Dr. Kelly Cobb and Nourish Med Spa. Dr. Cobb offers a holistic approach to achieving health and wellness. A board-certified internal medicine physician, Dr. Cobb is also certified in age management medicine and has extensive experience in treating women's health issues. For more information, please visit NourishMedSpa.com. Tyler, welcome back to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. It's good to be back. Yeah. We are going to talk about gut health today, and I have to confess, looking online, there's so many articles about leaky gut, about all the problems that we can have from food intolerance, and it's a little overwhelming to somebody that doesn't have a background in nutrition or medicine, but yet I know it affects a lot of us if we don't eat um, foods that jive with our unique system so would you talk about first of all um could you define what leaky gut is
1: yeah so leaky gut is basically describing what happens to the intestinal lining whenever it's bombarded with inflammation so that could be from stress mental physical it doesn't matter um it could be from certain foods it could be from certain you know things like alcohol it could be from coffee whatever it may be um And what happens is that intestinal lining is one cell layer thick, and once it's damaged, it starts to separate. So think of that as somewhat of a zipper. Okay, So if that zipper starts to Mm -hmm. come undone, things can leak through that should not. And so that's what it's describing. It's saying leaky gut is explaining how the body responds to certain proteins, certain molecules Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be in the bloodstream and it's the body's own um, autoimmune is what they call it right so it's the antibody attack uh, that ensues from it so what i was explaining to you earlier was uh, the story i like to give for that is essentially if you were eating a string of pearls Mm -hmm. right and so you you take the pearls you eat them you chew them you're going to break them up into you know you may have 20 in the whole necklace Mm -hmm. but you're going to have four and five strands right and then you're going to swallow them and they're going to go in the stomach and then your stomach acid is going to start to cleave those pearls. So you may only have, say, two and three strands, right? Okay. Then as it goes through, your digestive enzymes are going to cleave it even further. Okay. Then you're gonna get one. You should have one pearl that is gonna meet its own little receptor site inside of the small intestine, and then it's going to get through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you have leaky gut, and you're not digesting properly, essentially you're having strands of two and three pearls that are gonna get through, and the body's immune system does not know what right. that is, so it's going to attack it. And when it builds up those antibodies mm-hmm. to attack those two and three-strand pearls, that's when you start getting other autoimmune issues. So essentially, if I created an antibody for a string of three pearls, the innocent bystander, let's say with Hashimoto's, is your thyroid.
0: Right.
1: So those antibodies, when I eat that specific food, that triggers this. that triggers that three. Strain of pearls, then the body floods that attack of antibodies. For that, well, antibodies, are, they aren't you know, laser-targeted. They're going to go systemic. Well, as those antibodies float around the body, they notice the thyroid, and they attack the thyroid as well. Oh, so, like I said, that could be your joints with rheumatoid arthritis. Right. That could be psoriasis. Mm-hmm. That could be all those things. It just depends on what the body is going to attack and what that person's eating, Right. whatever.
0: So, first of all, I want to say thinking about digestion, when it goes well, when everything's going well, that's such a miracle. The body's, you know, natural um, wisdom. Right. It's a miracle. Yet, with our diets, with fast food, or just even eating the wrong foods that we think are healthy, because everybody thinks, you know, a certain food is healthy, and it may not be for us, things can really go downhill quickly. And I think we either have family members, or we've Suffered, or we've had friends that suffer from all these different diseases that seem to be brought on by our modern life the stresses, the um, you use the word trigger, you know. Would you talk about that? Like, um, let's back up and just talk about when you help people in your practice at HPHI. You see people coming in, you can tell they're suffering from inflammation. I guess you interview them, you ask them, Tell me about your symptoms, why are you here? What are you seeing? Like, what are some? Do you have like some common things that people tell you? Um, you know, the, the same things come up. I'm sure yeah. they have different body types, but w- what are you seeing?
1: If it's uh, if it's inflammation, they're going to mm-hmm. tell you that they they have certain pain. If it's joint pain, um, you know, if they ache, you know that if their immune system, if they have any mm-hmm. sort of, they're always getting sick and stuff like that. If uh-huh. you if you start asking them. Uh, from a diet perspective, usually you can you can point that back, okay. um, but I mean, as far as GI symptoms, that's usually what they come with, and uh-huh. they don't really. That's the primary. So, you know, either I have diarrhea, or I have heartburn, mm-hmm. or bad stomach cramps, or they've been diagnosed with Crohn's, or IBS, or IBD, and all these mm-hmm. generic terms. Right. And they hurt. That's the primary. Yeah. Right, and then when you start asking, okay, well, let's talk about your exercise. I don't do much exercise, it just you know, I, I'm yeah. achy, I'm fatigued. Mm-hmm. Well, if your immune system's constantly battling the inflammation, the yeah. autoimmune, all that, if you ask somebody with bad autoimmune disease, usually they're not chipper, they're not, mm-hmm. oh, I just yeah. my joints ache, I'm no. having a great day. That's right, yeah. no, they're fatigued, they're tired. Mm-hmm. When once you get the digestive tract in line and you make sure that you're removing and doing things to mitigate that, that inflammation and those triggers, mm-hmm. most of it starts to go away. You start right. standing those dominoes back up.
0: So do a lot of them come in, they're taking a lot of over-the-counter antacids and all the things you buy. It probably makes things worse That's in the right. long run, but is that what most people just take something to get rid of the pain quickly?
1: Right. Because they don't know better. That's right. So most of the time they come in uh, having diagnosed themselves with Dr. Google or <laughs> they've gone to their physician yeah. And basically, when they say heartburn, they're going to give them in an acid, mm-hmm. right? And the, the struggle with that is that that causes a lot of downstream effects. I and mean, you can't
0: digest your food, right. right? That's right. Your Especially stomach. protein. Uh-huh.
1: So that's what it's there for. Right. And usually the problem is not too much. It's too little. So if I have too little acid mm-hmm. and I'm eating a bunch of food, it's not going to continue to pass like it should into the small intestine. It's going to sit. And if it sits now you start having issues of regurge and you start feeling that burn. So when you tell someone, well, this is my problem, usually you can give them, I mean, they do have HCL, so hydrochloric acid tablets Mm -hmm. that you can take. And most people look at you like you have three heads. Well, I already have burning, why would Mm -hmm. I take more acid? Yeah. But once you start changing up their diet and add more acid to Mm -hmm. get them to digest it, the problem goes away. But that's usually what I get on my end. It's either they have, you know, intestinal issues mm-hmm. and they've researched, and so they think that they may have, like I said, IBS or Crohn's. Yeah. But when you ask them, okay, let's talk about your diet, mm-hmm. that's usually, well, I'm, they know they need help, but what they don't want to admit is the foods that they commonly eat yeah. or they like is the culprit because they don't want to get rid of it.
0: It seems like we crave those things that we really, right. you know, that maybe it's not that we shouldn't have them, not that they're bad, but they're not good for us. That's right. You know, I went through that having to give up dairy years ago because I just had this horrible allergy and I was I was just addicted to milk and I'd wake up at night craving milk (laughs) but once I got through it a lot of my symptoms you know I still had to have treatments but it really was a major help to 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 break that all right and some
1: people like you said dairy I mean it's not all Mm -hmm. dairy I mean milk is one thing Yogurt's one thing. Cottage cheese is one thing. Hard cheese. Yeah. Yeah. If you have, uh, you know, Parmesan and stuff like that, all that's different. So you don't have to eliminate all of it. It's just paying attention to what are you currently eating that's causing the issue. Now remove those big boulders Mm -hmm. and we can talk about the pebbles later. Right.
0: So when people come into you, and I'm assuming they kind of want uh, a quick fix, most of us want things to just tell me exactly what I need to do, what I need to do, what I'll go to the store to buy. So I know that you have uh, you had told me before that there's no one medication that's really helped anybody. It's been dietary changes right. and typically by removing foods first. So do you want to talk about the elimination diet and maybe how you counsel people if they come in and they say, I'm bloating every time I eat I, or I can't keep my food down. What, what do you tell them? What is, what, what's some of the first um, discussions that you have?
1: Uh, first. Uh, I ask them what a typical day looks like um, Mm -hmm. from an eating perspective. One, it's the type of food, Mm -hmm. right? Two, it's the amount of food. And then three, it's when are you eating and how long are you taking to eat? Okay. Right? So what most of us do is, oh, I'll just grab something. They get in the car. Uh They're stressed. They're going through traffic. Nutri-grain bars, you know, a banana. uh A banana. A banana. Right? And they can eat that type of stuff. But Mm -hmm. then they're starving when they get to the office there's donuts, Mm -hmm. there's all these different things that they'll just eat. Well, because they had to, and it was there and everyone else was doing it. And it was so-and-so's birthday and we Mm -hmm. had to celebrate. It's rude. Right. But it's not rude for you to be in the bathroom for the rest of the afternoon. Right. But you (laughs) celebrate it. But usually if I tell people, you can go whole food. So whole food is anything that you can kill, grow, harvest, right? That's, that's whole food, nothing processed. And that's where we start.
0: So then, things that God made. That's right. Or grows.
1: That's right. Okay. That's it. Yeah. If you can't kill it or grow it, don't eat it.
0: He didn't grow like pancake mix. That's or, right. Or
1: okay. yeah, gluten-free bread.
0: Yeah. Everybody
1: okay. looks for the, that's the thing that okay. I see. It's like, oh, so I can remove gluten.
0: Yeah, peanut butter. That's
1: right. I'll do Kashi. I'll do gluten-free <laughs> yeah. cereal. I'll do all uh-huh. these things that, that's not the case because mm-hmm. there's still starch that's going to react, react right. inside of the intestine. Right. Uh, but the main ones that I tell them is whole food. Mm-hmm. So when we say elimination diet, let's be clear. There is no one elimination diet that is going to solve okay. everyone's issue. So a lot of people who research this, you may come across, like we talked about, specific carbohydrate diet mm-hmm. or a low FODMAP or GAPS. Right? You have all these different diets that the, the person who created them saw a lot of benefit inside oh. of their clinic or with their family member, yeah. but it's all the same premise. They're basically looking at foods that, for most humans, don't cause some kind of response. So if you look at like gaps, it's a lot of bone broth, it's a lot of, you know, if you do uh, like seafood, certain veggies that are low FODMAP, so things that usually don't cause much gas, bloating, mm-hmm. inflammation, and they have those people start there and then they start adding back quote unquote normal foods.
0: Now you're saying gap, gaps? Gaps.
1: What gaps. is that? It's oh, You're catching me. It, it doesn't matter
0: what it stands for, but it, it's just. It's essentially
1: f- the, gut, the, the gut and brain connection okay okay Okay? so that's what it's looking at it's basically saying you're having all this brain fog your child Mm -hmm. is misbehaving adhd all Mm -hmm. these different things because there's some kind of issue going on intestinally. okay so at first we're going to say we're going to remove inflammation so if everyone just ate to remove inflammation Mm -hmm. we would get rid of a lot of issues so we get rid of diabetes we get rid of obesity because most people don't understand Mm -hmm. that that's the root right so Technically, if they're eating certain, say, whole foods, one, we keep assessing. So eat whole foods, mm-hmm. and you can't eat these. So I'll say, like, gluten or dairy or anything what processed. And you that is, That's like, right.
0: don't eat bread in a package. Bread, it,
1: uh-huh. yeah. It used to be the, the C's. It was chips, cookies, yeah. cupcakes. It was uh-huh. all the different C's, the ones that are processed.
0: But I think we all kind of know, like, crackers, pancakes, you know, we kind of know what that means, right. fast food. You know, we know what you're talking about. But and knowing and yeah, doing, knowing and doing do and actually knowing where to start is a different thing. That's right. It's like foreign territory. That's
1: right. So the issue with my, I would say, the biggest asset of having someone like me, or mm-hmm. a coach or a functional mm-hmm. medicine doctor is basically saying you're going to start here. Okay. And these are the things we're going to look for. So Usually if you tell someone, if they're miserable enough, they want to know exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And you tell them, I need three days worth of your regular meals. And so if they give me that, I can say, this, 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 and this are all potential culprits. Okay. Let's remove those.
0: You have them journal what they're Always. eating. Always. Right, if I'm working with start. someone,
1: they mm-hmm. are documenting either via picture or they're writing, or they're everything. emailing everything. Mm-hmm. That way, we know there's no guessing.
0: Like the little donut they snuck. That's right during the break. Or all hey,
1: that. I was giving my kid goldfish, and I took a handful. Yeah, those things you can creep have in. Twenty-eight right.
0: for one serving. That's right. No.
1: <laughs> that's that's the mentality, right? Yeah. So it's those types of foods, mm-hmm. and you can't always escape it. So even if you, you know, if I have an executive that travels a lot, if they're eating at certain restaurants, you can't always grasp what they're cooking in or oh, you know yeah. what's in the kitchen but i don't let that become an excuse right well i travel too much there's no way i can do this no there's probably a way let's see what you're currently eating yeah and that's where we start
0: and you can tell the chefs typically you know i just want this that's right but that's not the fun things on the menu so. that's right yeah
1: and, or just when you know basically anyone could follow a diet or an exercise program in a mm-hmm. vacuum we don't live in a vacuum right that's the issue. So you have stressors, you know, you're not sleeping, you're mm-hmm. drinking to go to sleep, you're drinking too much coffee to wake up. Mm-hmm. And anytime, so super stressed people, right, they, they're they over, they have an overactivated sympathetic nervous system. Like type A. That is the uh-huh. fight or flight, mm-hmm. okay? That's when you're always, yeah, you're, you're busy, you're on edge. Well, yeah. when you're on edge, you're not producing the stomach acid you need to. You know, you're not telling your intestines it's time to... So you have fight and flight, which is sympathetic, and parasympathetic is rest and digest. Okay. Okay, that's, that's why. Because when it's fight or flight, it's not necessary to digest So food. if you're
0: freaking out about a missed deadline, or you're late getting your child to school, or all the different things, you know, traffic, a promotion you didn't get. So if you're... Crappy relationship. A, crappy that, relationships. That's right. Yeah, that's probably a big one. That's right. If you are constantly in that mode and you're eating... Which probably some people do, like mindless, your body is just not able to digest it.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not properly breaking it down. Uh-huh. And what are you putting in your mouth? When you're super stressed, what are you going for? You going, going for broccoli? broccoli. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going for good veggies and healthy meats? No. Yeah. You're going for the things that are you know, super concentrated, they're super mm-hmm. dense. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I say things like, Chocolates. say like a honey bun, Yeah, right? That's honey That's super sweet, yeah. but it's also super fatty. So if you look at the, the calories, yeah. and I tell most people when they're like, man, I just, the high school guys, I just can't put on weight, what are you eating? And they're trying to eat like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. trying to cut down, that's not gonna work. You know, you have to eat super dense foods. Well, it's the opposite when I work with these adults, they're eating these super dense, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I have this protein bar but it's only this many calories and I'm not eating breakfast, so it's not a snack. I'm like your body doesn't know what the hell that is. And right. it doesn't matter what's on the wrapper. It just, you don't do well with it. There's a lot of people who get bloated and, mm-hmm. and they notice that they have all these issues when they eat the processed food. But the struggle is how do you prepare you know, yeah. whole foods and plan that out over a certain period day. of time. Yeah. And when I tell people it's not all or nothing. Most people want to start now, Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Let's start Monday, and then we're going to keep going. And then they mess up on Wednesday, and they're like, well, I'll just start again mm-hmm. on Monday. Because no. you don't
0: want to do it on the weekend. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, if you, but if it's a slow, gradual mm-hmm. tweaking to yeah. where, look, let's just start with breakfast. Mm-hmm. Start here. Let's, just, let's go to lunch. Let's go to dinner. Let's go to snacks. Let's plan for the weekend.
0: Live in the moment. That's,
1: but once you but start planning, eliminating those problems, mm-hmm. that's when people start to, they're journaling, right? They know subjectively... That, yeah. oh, I'm, I noticed that I need less coffee. I noticed that I don't have headaches. I
0: noticed that I only go to the bathroom once. So you have them write that down, Tyler, if they're writing down what they ate, let's say. Are you having them also on their notes say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that this happens That's right. all the time. I didn't realize what what I was doing. That's right. So they, they see it on their own. You're empowering Most your, times. Your and sometimes patients. I
1: have to remind them. You know, if, if their their goals are weight loss and they want to get rid of bloating and, and mm-hmm. cramping and all this stuff, they're like, oh, the scale's just not moving. I'm like, when's the last time you had stomach cramps? Or is it like, oh, I guess I haven't, right? So there's, there's this evolution of yeah. let's figure out what those issues are mm-hmm. and then add them back. So it's not never. You're never going to have this again. Right. We're just going to do away with it for a little while. Then we're going to add whatever you want back and we're going to assess. And let's once see. you make them focus on, Okay. Eat it. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You've earned it. I'm doing air quotes over here. You earned it. Do it. So let me
0: back you up. So let's say three days people write down their journal, I'm eating, you know, eggs for breakfast and then uh, whatever we eat throughout the day. And then you come back and you say, well, based on what you're eating, we're going to eliminate certain foods. So how long does it typically take if somebody really is, let's say, the ideal patient for you or a client? They really are following your suggestions. How long before people see um, where they f- they're feeling better? I know it's probably incremental, but how long does it take if you clean up your diet?
1: Depends on the symptoms. If it's, if it's gas and bloating, days. Uh, that's all? Yeah, days. And then if it's energy, a few weeks, maybe, if mm-hmm. not a couple. And then actual like inflammation, pain, mm-hmm. stuff like that, sleep, that takes weeks.
0: Okay, so that's really gradual. So people probably get a little frustrated that they're not seeing a, a quick turnaround, although weeks isn't really that long. Well, it long. depends
1: what, you, what you've noticed. If it's actual pain, mm-hmm. you'll see that decrease before maybe some lab markers. So right. if, we've, if we've run some lab markers and you have some high you know, mm-hmm. HSCRP or we've done a stool test and you have high calprotectin or, or zonulin, some of the markers that I was telling you those about.
0: Those are protein markers, what, right? Those are
1: all markers that oh. from an inflammation perspective, mm-hmm. we can see what's going on that you might not necessarily feel. So someone may feel good, but then if we did a stool test, they may have a parasite. They may have something that is causing inflammation that their body is fighting, even though they don't know it. Oh, okay. So they may be, I just feel zapped, you Mm -hmm. know, energy or usually if they're doing from a diet perspective, what I perceive to be really, really clean, then I'll suggest let's do this stool test just to see, Mm -hmm. because that's when you'll start getting, you know, tests, don't guess. Uh That's right.
0: Right. So the inflammation, um, I, I just didn't realize until the past few years what inflammation can really do to our, our bodies. And as you're saying, it's like over time. Um, you practice functional medicine in your, in your coaching. Um, and I know you're a nurse, so you know how to, to look at all this. But most of us just don't realize what we're doing the inflammation that's happening over time, right? Right. It's just a slow kind of steady thing that not only zaps our energy, but it can really cause things like you were talking about, diabetes and I guess heart problems. Can you talk about that some, why people should understand this isn't just about feeling better, but it's about living, about protecting the life that you've been given?
1: Yeah. And inflammation isn't bad, right? It's a good thing. The problem is if you have more inflammation than you can recover from, that's when you start feeling it. So exercise Mm -hmm. is a stressor, right? That's something that when you do it, your body has to respond and become stronger. Well, the issue is if you're, oh, well, you know what, I'm super stressed, I'm not sleeping, that's a stressor. I'm eating, you know, crappy diet, that's a stressor, right? And then now I'm going to exercise because I know that's good for me, additional stressor. And that's when you see people, either they get injured or, so you're adding those stressors which are going to increase inflammation. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially, the, there's the, the term hormesis, which is a little bit is going to make you stronger, a lot of it is going to kill you. Enough water is right. good for you, too much of it can kill you. Same yeah. with arsenic, same with all these things. I mean, that's mm-hmm. in rice, that's in apple peels, but if you eat too much arsenic, you will die. So what you're trying to do is, I want to stress my body a little bit, mm-hmm. but then recover from that inflammation and become stronger more resilient. We don't do that. We constantly stack all these things to where we're not assessing if we're coming back to baseline. I know you're here. The goal is if you're already below baseline and you're complaining of all these symptoms, I'm trying to get you higher to where you feel better. But our diet, our sleep, alcohol, like we talked about coffee Mm -hmm. a little bit is fine. Yeah. We don't do a little bit. We don't, you know. We do energy drinks. We do all these different things that, which we were talking before about uh, sleeping pills. So people say, well, I I have to take sleep medication to sleep. The problem is, you are unconscious. You are not getting restorative sleep. Right. Which that is where I mean, Matthew Walker has a book which is like the mecca. It's called Why We Sleep. It is. It goes through how important Mm -hmm. it actually is, and we just don't cherish it. We cherish the grind. Right, well, I'm up at this time, and I'm not going to take time for myself. Mm-hmm. And th- We can talk about diet all day. That's GI symptoms.
0: But this, the, the, this is the rest of the story. That's right. This is really the whole story. That's right. And I, was, I wanted to tell you that. I wasn't really expecting this part of the conversation. I knew we'd be talking about diet, but all this is going to lead to a better diet if you take care of yourself. Correct. You'll want
1: you to, all go, of us would yes. want to
0: feel better if we were thinking about it, but if we're stressed and just at wit's end...
1: Well, and that's why you know, we talked about last time the the monitors. You know, I can tell if, mm-hmm. if someone is constantly, you know, stressed or sympathetic, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that number. And until you climb out of that, mm-hmm. we're gonna figure out what it is. Are you not sleeping? Are you drinking before bed? Mm-hmm. Are you drinking too much caffeine? Yeah. Right? Those are the type of things. Are you exercising too hard?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the type of stuff that we can run lab work. If you think inflammation is your issue, we're gonna find it. That's fine. The problem is finding it it's not removing it right and we're gonna have to make that decision sooner or later like i always tell people if if you knew that drinking a beer or lighting up a cigarette is going to kill you immediately
0: we wouldn't do it none of
1: us would do it but the fact that smokers still know Mm -hmm. that it is going to kill them we talk about cancer all we want smoking is the leading carcinogen right we still do it why that's what you're up against. That's why I'm saying you can. we can look for inflammation. We can run lab workers. I have some of these guys that want to throw five grand at testing. I, I want to know. What we find out, you're still going to have to do something about it.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do with that information? That's
1: right. Huh? And I guess the main point is it's not all or nothing. I mean, it's mm. not we can talk about gluten and dairy and all these things all we want. It's mm. which is causing the problem for you. That's what we're looking for. Not right. what causes the problem for him, not her, mm-hmm. not your mom, not your sister. Why can so-and-so drink and she doesn't have a problem? I don't know. She may have a problem. <laughs> right. We don't know. <laughs> but I'm not here to deal with that. Yeah. And its that's what you start to see is that people get upset mm-hmm. that why can so-and-so only work out once a week and she looks phenomenal? Or why can mm-hmm. this guy drink and not sleep? And like I said last time, I mean, we operated on more people that were thin- Right, yeah. that had heart disease, as opposed to right. people that are just grotesque or obese. And that obese, seems so you know?
0: unfair. Somebody that's thin, you know? I mean, it just seems unfair. But I guess what you're saying is, and, and I wanna stress, stress, I probably shouldn't use that word, but <laughs> focus on this, is that I think, I know for, I'm just gonna speak for myself, I'll tend to focus on one thing, thinking if I can get that right, like if I can change the foods I'm eating, you know, Because I used to be uh, so focused on weight and then I had issues in college because I just wasn't eating. So I got no fiber. I would just eat just very little and that wasn't healthy. And then I found out why I needed fiber in my diet. I got really sick and one of my girlfriends said, oh, you have to eat bran. I mean, just, you know, in the 70s, it was like, so we'd add bran, but it worked. It really helped me get back on track. Right. So for most of my adult life, I've been very focused on um, healthy foods and lower calorie foods, which I kind of regret, but I would make sure I got a lot of fiber. Right. But then with all these diets you read about where you see people losing weight and it reduces inflammation, they're not eating sugar and they're eating fat, which is just turns my stomach because of what I thought I knew. That's right. But I think about what's going to be 50 years from now. What are people going to know that we don't know today? But some of these, all these diets we've read about, it sounds like they could be helpful for some people, but then they might cause these gut issues for others. Always. Like if you eat too much fat, it seems like it would make you sick.
1: Well, especially most people, they'll have their gallbladder removed yeah. and then they'll wonder, you know, I, I may get a call that every time I eat that much fat, I'm just sitting on the toilet for hours. Right. Because you have no means of digesting it now that you took out your gallbladder because bile yeah. is what digests Breaks your fat. fat so that's yeah. right. And like, didn't your doctor give you something for you to take? And they're like, well, they did, but I, I don't take that. I'm like, well, okay. Well, you have to now because that's your Mm -hmm. only compensation. Yeah. But every diet, I have not come across one specific diet that is, hey, this works. Mm -hmm. Use it. This works. A version of it may. Right. But it depends on what you're currently eating. And we discussed this. So these food allergy tests. Yeah. So I've personally had clients that have come to me with food allergy tests, okay?
0: From their regular uh, doctor.
1: Or they just ordered it online. Hey, I'm going to go get my blood drawn. And then this is what came back. I'm allergic to all of my favorite foods. Okay. The issue is what we talked about, the pearls. The pearls from their favorite foods are getting through the gut lining when Mm -hmm. they shouldn't. So they are going to respond to all of it. But when you fix the leaky gut first, and I don't even like using the term. It's like adrenal fatigue. It's it's a myth. If you fix that first Mm -hmm. and you retest, those same foods do not pop positive because you do not have the antibodies to them. You're not producing them anymore. Certain ones will still exist. Those are the real intolerances. Okay. okay that could be genetic. That could be just currently you with your, your stress levels and your mm-hmm. digestive capacity, whatever it may be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But so most people say, well, I'm allergic to all this. You're not, you're intolerant of it right now, Yeah. but you can change that. And that's, that's the difference, right? That's the case of, yeah. well, these foods are bad for me. These are my, my orange and red foods. hmm I'm like,, well, maybe let's see what else you're eating that's not on the sheet, right? And that's when you start digging down, and you have people that may drink too much, which is mm-hmm. a GI irritant. Yeah, all that stuff exacerbates the problem that right. we're talking about.
0: I found out years ago, um, I had mentioned to you that I had to give up milk, and I was so I was just so congested all the time, like to to the point of being ridiculous, where they'd have to just like, you know, run all this water through my nasal passages, and I was miserable. And I made some changes, mainly. A uh, different job, got out of the building I'd been in, and um, I found out later that I really could drink milk, but I didn't want it as much. But dust still kills me. Like if I'm a, if I'm cleaning out you know, uh, cabinets or cleaning out clothes and all, I get so congested to this day. And I run and take quercetin, which kind of helps me. It just kind of helps calm the... um, The response? The response, because my eyes will stop tearing. So it's a miserable thing, but I kind of know, if I think ahead, let me just be careful and not overdo cleaning, let's say, or going through old things that might have collected a lot of dust. But now this is making sense. I didn't realize I was just probably intolerant to some things. I was overdosing on. That's right. I would just drink so much milk every day. I loved it. Yeah. Any
1: allergy or sinus uh-huh. issues, and people come to me, and well, I have recurring sinus issues. Mm-hmm. Remove, remove dairy. Yeah. Right now, and let's see. Uh-huh. And then they remove it, and most of the time, it clears up. Yeah. Because that's that is. I mean, that's the the iconic. You know, you can mm-hmm. you get all this phlegm and everything else whenever you you drink milk, and that's that's what's going on in your sinus cavity. Yeah. And most people don't realize it, but as we get older, we stop producing that lactase enzyme. Right. Mm-hmm. You can take it. You can take external enzyme. Like if you eat something, you know you're gonna have cake at like a wedding or something like that. You can take certain enzymes, and you to won't prepare for yeah, it. Yeah, you won't respond the same way because you actually have mm-hmm. the enzyme there to break it down. When you don't have the enzyme to break it down, you're going to respond to it. You're gonna have the issues. That's either I see sinus, or it's they're they're running to the toilet. That's yeah. that's usually miserable. the two. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Miserable. So, so, can you give? I know you can't tell people what to eat, but can you give maybe a what you would think would be an ideal day, like a diet for somebody that's not quite sure what they should be cutting out? You know, are there? Could you give examples of like breakfast, lunch, and and dinner of what would be a healthy choice?
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, immediately, I would remove dairy and mm-hmm. gluten. So most people say then, what the hell can I eat if mm-hmm. if I don't have that? Well, mm-hmm. any of your meats, you know, breakfast, some people respond poorly to eggs. So if you do have uh, some pretty, mm-hmm. you know, severe intestinal issues, some people will, eggs are on that list. A lot okay. of people really don't respond. As far as I've seen, once they've Removed, the, you know, the gluten and the dairy, mm-hmm. um, but eggs are, are up there. Even so, egg
0: whites. is yeah. it the whole egg or just the well, any part of the. egg? So the
1: egg white is the protein. That's the, the one album. you're going to respond. Yeah, that's oh. what you're going to respond to. The actual yolks, most people oh. can do without the issue. Okay. Yeah, so that's something that some people are like. Well, I love eggs. Most of the time, if you cut out most of the whites and you just do the yolk, they oh. won't respond the same because okay. you're not having to break down the protein. Okay. It's just the fat. Um, I usually suggest that if someone is a coffee drinker, they figure out what they can put in their coffee. So if it's MCT oil, if you do a little bit of heavy whipping cream, you know, the whole butter thing has been blown out of proportion. But for people who are eating cereal and bagels and all this other, you know, garbage, if they add that to something like a coffee or a tea, usually they they do well with it. Even butter? Yes.
0: My mother... This is like an old-timey thing. She drank her black coffee with butter in it, and oh, I thought that delicious. was disgusting. Oh, no, it's I've delicious. never tried it. Oh, it's good. Really? Yeah. You don't put any stevia in it Mm-mm. or anything? Mm-mm. Just butter. Just butter. Like one pat?
1: Yeah. Usually, you say a tablespoon or two. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of the stuff with, like, Bulletproof Diet, with it's Dave like Asprey. Greasy? You have to blend it. Okay. So that's the thing. MCT oil, if you get emulsified.
0: Yeah. I saw that at Costco. So yeah. if it's
1: emulsified, uh-huh. you can stir it. So on it is a company that makes one that's emulsified that you can just... Put in your coffee and stir it up, and it's gonna evenly distribute. If you try to put coconut oil or MCT oil or butter mm-hmm. just in the coffee and stir it, you're gonna have a sheen on mm-hmm. top, and most people are like, I'll, "I'll pass," yeah. <laughs> which maybe
0: wouldn't be a bad thing anyway, you know.
1: Well, right, but uh-huh. that's the thing with usually with the fats, you're giving for most people, you're mm-hmm. giving your digestive system. A break so it's not having to break down if it's the fiber even from yeah. a, a bunch of veggies or if it's the protein from okay. a bunch of eggs um what else would be good
2: though a shake Is fruit no a,
1: a, a green if, if weight isn't a problem like if you're not trying to lose mm-hmm. body fat then yeah certain fruit I would say go for it um, and if you see that certain you know you do well with fruit then you may just have to take like an amino acid supplement with it so proteins break down into amino acids so There's supplements called essential amino acids that Mm -hmm. contain all nine. Okay. So that technically, if that's all you could eat, you could build muscle, you could do everything you could with those nine. Mm -hmm. That's the issue with vegetarian, vegan diets. They don't get all nine of the amino acids.
3: So
0: people like smoothies also or shakes, like certain types of uh, with fresh.
1: Yeah, you can do. You can. That's right. So they have greens powders now that I usually suggest that have probiotics in them they have certain digestive enzymes in them but you're getting all of the vitamins and minerals and all this stuff in a powder form so you're not getting all of the fiber that most people have issues with the other thing whenever you're doing a smoothie is you are breaking it up significantly Mm -hmm. most people if you watch them eat they may chew four or five times and then swallow technically when people have digestive issues if you tell them no no chew 20 20 to 30 30, times like i don't have time for that (laughs) i don't have time to chew 30 times and you start to notice that's why you have these huge molecules oh. that your body has to break down as opposed to you just chewing it. Well, when you when you blend it in mm-hmm. like a Vitamix or a Nutribullet, whatever yeah. it is, you're just getting paste. Okay. So that's another way. Um, right. Other thing for breakfast, I tell people leftovers from the night before.
0: I know. That's always easy, too.
1: Yeah. And some people are like, oh, I, I couldn't eat.
0: But not lasagna, right?
1: N- not lasagna. Okay. We correct. had that last night. From- <laughs> correct. Not lasagna.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it's got a little I, gluten and dairy in it. Well, and anytime,
1: <laughs> but anytime you, you say, you know, depending if it's GI issues, a mm-hmm. lot of people can't do these huge salads, you know? So that's when you have to start saying, okay, well, it's okay, which I know it's popular right now. The whole carnivore diet. Yeah. Um, have you heard, read about that?
0: No, not in detail. So it's
1: straight, it's just straight meat. Like caveman. Yeah. Uh-huh. And no veggies, just straight meat. But the, the problem is that long term, I still think there could be some issues of oh, that. Oh gosh, yeah. But in the short term people that have a lot of autoimmune mm-hmm. issues they do really well on it because it
0: reduces the inflammation yeah
1: it's just it's just the protein so yeah. they don't have all the fiber they don't mm-hmm. they're not feeding all the bacteria yeah um and that's where it gets tricky that's essentially what we're talking about is what's the ideal diet and it it all depends i would mm-hmm. say yes whole foods but in what ratios i don't know some people if they have 3 servings of broccoli they have issues if they have 1 serving of broccoli they mm-hmm. don't in the immediacy, right? So it's it's how are you tweaking that? Right. But
0: So we've had, let's say, a smoothie for breakfast. Okay. Going off to the world, gonna conquer the world, and lunchtime rolls around and we're hungry again. So what are you recommending then? Like lettuce wrap kind of sandwiches? Or what can I've never say, eaten that.
1: Well, I usually say, uh, depending if you exercised, mm-hmm. Some people that don't, then yep. you you're not having to replenish all of this glycogen. So when we eat carbs and we burn carbs, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. You're replenishing that. Okay. Most people that don't exercise, they're taking the recommendation of, Oh, well, I I should be eating forty percent carbs. No. You should be replacing those with vegetables. Right. You can have some fruit, but okay. veggie wise. It's
0: so like a good salad or yes. steamed veggies. Yes. Or if that. you're
1: eating at a restaurant, easiest thing is pick one of the meats you like and ask them for two to three servings of whatever sides of vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's that's easy. A doggy
0: bag, you yeah. have to eat everything, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. depending, I mean, if you're getting a huge thing of pasta or whatever, then there's a lot more in that, mm-hmm. right? So what I tell people is, ideally, from a health perspective, you usually don't wanna match up your fats and your carbs. You want those indirectly proportionate. So if you just had a hard workout, you would want your fats low, and you'd okay. want your protein and your carbs high. If you haven't worked out, you want your Carbs low, and you mm-hmm. want your fat and your protein and your fiber high. Okay. Those are the most satiating. So your your fiber, your mm-hmm. fats, and your protein that's satiating. Right. That's the difference between eating eggs for breakfast with bell peppers, mushrooms, mm-hmm. onions it's delicious, right? Yeah. Or having a banana. Most people that are, well I had oatmeal, I'm starving at nine, right? Because mm-hmm. that's going to drive up insulin, and then when that falls back down, blood sugar drops. Yeah. Now you have a problem.
0: Okay. All right, and then dinner, I guess the same kind of as uh, lunch, Mm -hmm. yeah, just depending on how active your day was. Right, and then eat early, huh? Or it does depends. That matter?
1: Well, it does if you have the symptoms. So that's mm-hmm. what we were talking about. Some yeah, people I heard eat. When I
0: walked in, you and Jason. yeah Some people about eating
1: late. <laughs> some people eat at six, mm-hmm. and then they go to bed at 10, 10.30 and they wake up at one or three o'clock in the morning, and they can't go back to sleep. And usually, I was telling him that's that's a cortisol issue. That's it something is? from a stress perspective. That mostly when I deal with my executives, they have some sort of either physical if they're training too hard uh-huh. or mental based on you know finances yes, or whatever yeah. with business ownership. Um, but usually you can mitigate that, uh, before you try any supplements just Mm -hmm. by eating, like I was telling him, you can do like almonds before bed or like cashews or some people that go super low carb that start to have sleeping issues. You can do, uh, like honey with, you know, I say like if it's coconut oil or if it's Mm -hmm. MCT oil or almond butter, something like that, you can just do that before bed. And that's enough usually to get them through the night with stable blood sugar. But as cortisol stays up when it's supposed to be down, now you're going to start having those blood sugar issues in the middle of the night. So is it, that
0: what wakes people up? I it, didn't realize. Yeah. That.
1: So if 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 I had a continuous glucose monitor, so we're familiar with diabetics pricking their fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, there's monitors now that you just you stick on the skin. There's a small subcutaneous needle that sits under and it it measures constantly. So you you can look on your phone That's great. at any time and see it. Yeah. Well, what you start to see is that these business owners or whoever else, they're super stressed, they wake up in the morning, they're like, I'm still going low carb, I don't understand why my blood sugar is so high. And it's Mm -hmm. because their cortisol is through the roof. And with high cortisol comes higher blood sugar. So most of these people that'll train early in the morning, even if they train fasted, they check their blood sugar afterwards, and if they did intervals or they lifted, if they did something that was seemingly stressful, which exercise should Mm -hmm. be, and they measure blood sugar, it's it's elevated. they're like, why do you even eat anything? I don't understand. Your liver stores it, right? Your muscles so store it. That's right. Uh-huh. Cortisol releases blood sugar from the liver. That's, that's what it does. Gosh. So that's, that, there's a lot. So when you ask me, yeah. hey, tell me ideally what I should eat. I know. It's you not know. possible. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do well on paleo because it's all whole foods. People do whole 30, 30 days of whole foods. They do awesome. Right, and then mm-hmm. what they usually do is just go back to eating garbage. But if they just chose a few of the foods that, man, I really miss this, yeah. even if it's alcohol, right? Yeah. Well, you said I can't drink. No, no, I said you couldn't drink a bottle of wine. You can have a glass, and mm-hmm. you may still sleep fine. But it, it's this all or nothing. Remove, don't remove. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. That's what I told you. Dairy, great. If you're drinking milk, stop. Just have mm-hmm. you know yogurt. Let's see. If you're still reacting, remove it. But if you respond well, keep it. Just don't drink the milk, stick with the yogurt. You, you don't see that because that's not sexy. That's not what you're gonna see on the the internet.
0: Well, I was about to say, even for people that are like supposed experts that write books and and they they have these dietary miracles, you know, but really, well, if, if everyone you pick got up better the book, if everyone got better, they wouldn't have anyone to buy their books. I know I know. <laughs> and it always seems like there's enough people. I don't know what the how many billions of dollars is in that, you know. That level of the uh, health industry. Well,
1: yeah, look at the look at the trends. You know that it's like I said, carnivore, and then you have oh keto. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you look at the timeline, keto in 2014 just skyrocketed. Yeah, right. Google, nobody knew what that was. What do you think triggered that? Just popularity. We we want what's sexy. Oh Mm -hmm. keto. Oh we're gonna put a lot of fat in our coffee, and that's that, healthy. Was it, that the
0: Scarsdale diet like 40 years ago? They had, they've had variations It's the same of
1: thing. This, yeah. I mean, it's just like Atkins. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. Atkins uh, causes cancer. It's the same. These are all the same diets, South mm-hmm. Beach. It's all the same diet. Mm-hmm. And everyone listening, like if you pay attention, <laughs> it's the same thing. If they're like, well, no, no, this one says you can't have X. If you weren't eating that, then what's the difference to you? Right, right. Well, you can't have apricots. When do you eat apricots? That's right. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. No, no, we don't touch that. You never did. (laughs) But that's that's the that's what we do. We want. I have people that call and say, "I heard you have
0: apricots." I'm
1: telling you, like I heard you can help me. Well, maybe because I'm going to make you pay attention to what you're doing. But it's not all these rules. It's not. And my wife does this too. And you know, she'll have people. Well, I I, I do really well, and they're like, "I, "I do this whole grain." And like, and I, and uh, this one's a low calorie and they're naming all these, these Mm -hmm. sexy terms that it, I tell people, Hey, she's a lot nicer than I am about it. I'm like, I'm like, remove, remove all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak from the ideal. And ideally this is what you probably should be eating. And either they're like, Oh, this is going to take a long time. Maybe, maybe, or you're already doing 90%. Let's Mm -hmm. just remove this and maybe add these -hmm. things. Right, that we talked about breakfast. Oh, I'm not losing weight anymore and I'm fasting. Okay, start eating breakfast. Like, well, no, I can show you research that supports that. Or, you're eating breakfast and you can't lose weight, stop eating it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, no, I can show you research that supports that. And yeah. what does that matter if you actually lose the weight? What does it matter if this says, no, no, I can't have this. If this piece of paper has this food as a red and you eat it mm-hmm. and you feel better? What's right, the feeling or this number on the paper. Right. And that's what people do. We want to know. Well, no, I, you give me my genomics. I want to know my genes and MTHFR and all this stuff. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. But, but that's that's what's sexy. People want to yeah. know. I want to be individual, and I want you to tell me mm-hmm. exactly what I need to do. Control my destiny. And we have to figure that out. I said that on the first one. This cannot be taught. It has mm-hmm. to be learned. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where it happens, is and, in the trenches.
0: And then incorporating it to where five, 10, 15 years later, right. the person realizes that what worked maybe won't still work, and it's time to listen to your body. That's you right, and it's different
1: seasons. Yeah. I mean, we have two young kids right now. Uh, I'm not gonna have the same routine whenever mm-hmm. they're in high school. Right. That's only 10 years away, you know? So it's it's, that's essentially what we're looking at. GI, GI is immediate. Mm-hmm. Everything else, brain fog and sleep, if you're not sleeping and then you start sleeping, that's gonna take a little bit of time before you're like, you know what? I feel better. I can remember. Yeah. But GI is immediate. Most Uh of the time if they remove certain foods and you tell them, "Well, what am I going to do? This is what I've been eating the past five years, right? We're not going to eat. We're going to fast. Like, well, I can't do that. You can. You can. Let's see. Mm -hmm. And they do it.
0: They feel good. And what
1: happens to the GI, right? All those problems. If they're not triggering it and you're Mm -hmm. giving it a break, you don't have those symptoms. Okay. Now that we've removed food altogether, you can't do that forever. Let's add some back. And then that's where you get like the bone broths. And you get all these things that are super super nutrient dense, Mm -hmm. but they're very easy to absorb.
0: Right, and the body gets a break. That's right. Yeah. Do you, um, I'm gonna ask one more question and then we're gonna let Jason Sikora Mm -hmm. hop in from Raider Solutions. Um, Do you recommend meditation? Let's say a type A person comes in and you see, oh my goodness, they're like wound up way too tight. I know a lot of people have trouble sitting still for a few minutes even, but do you counsel them on that? About yes. the importance of just quieting the mind?
1: Well, i would show them first, so that's what we're talking about the monitors. If mm-hmm. someone's like, well, that's not my problem. If I'm wrong, I'll pay for the monitor. And usually, it is the problem. Mm-hmm. Either they're not sleeping, or all day long, they you start to notice, okay, on the weekends, your heart rate is here, all day, right? Even. or just little you're always gonna have these little Mm blurbs right well during the week you're 25 to 30 beats higher baseline what's the difference are you are you marathoning at work Mm -hmm.
0: or lumberjack
1: Uh, no i have a desk job what's the problem and so they don't realize mental stress is affecting it it affects the gut it's the same as physical if you told me you were training too much it's the same person that's not exercising at all Yet, they have the most stressful job. They're over 20-something people. They have all these budgets. They have mm-hmm. business ownership, whatever it may be. You see the same results. I can't tell you someone, just like marathoning, oh, this person just had a heart attack. This person just ran a marathon. You tell the difference in blood work. You can't. Wow. So it's, that's the same way. So if you tell someone, look, if your heart rate is this and we see it, let's try not even meditating. I don't even like using the word because people are like, oh, I'm not sitting with my what legs you, crossed. How do you
0: describe? You clients?
1: take breathing. Mm-hmm. Or we're just going to take time, right? So you're going to put your phone on do not disturb. You're going to close your door and you're going to sit there for five minutes. Like, well, I can't do that. You're going to do it for a minute. You're going to do that a minute and then you get up to five minutes. And then when they get to five minutes, you start incorporating like box breathing, right? That's when you inhale for four mm-hmm. or five seconds, hold yeah, four or five six. seconds out, whatever it is. Yeah. You box breathe and you get them to do that. And then after a few days, you show them their heart rates. And what you see is whenever they're still, their heart rate drops 10 to 15 beats. So it's up to them to realize, okay, so if you're just taking that space, and this is what it's doing to your body, it's giving it that break.
2: Yeah.
1: What else can we accomplish? And then that's when they start focusing, well, if I slept for X amount of time. Three hours. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's It evolves. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So if you just say, hey, you know what? You seem stressed? Meditate. People look at you like you're crazy. They don't want that. They don't want to know that they need to do better with their own productivity or their own priority, yeah. you know.
0: But you have to work with is where, right. where we are, where That's we right. show up. You That's know? right. Yeah. But it seems like if you sit still, you could start using a mantra like broccoli. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No lasagna.
0: MCT, whatever that is, you know, <laughs> no lasagna. Well, Jason Sikora is taping our show today. And Jason, thank you and Raider Solutions for of making course. this possible. And I know you're really kind of a walking encyclopedia about some of these things.
3: Oh. I don't even know where to begin. Um, first of all, Tyler, thank you for being here on this rainy day oh, rainy. In, in Lafayette. <laughs> um, I, I want to make one comment. Um, journaling. Uh, it was something that we had to do in health class in high school. And just writing down everything that you eat changes how you eat. Oh, yeah. Because you, you start seeing, oh, I had um, a, you know some Doritos. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. And so the next day, when you look back on the previous day, like okay, I'm not going to do that today. So, I mean, yeah, people can come visit you, but just write down for a week, correct? As an exercise, just what you're eating, and I think it it will change a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, so my first question was: Is there something that I know everybody's different, but is there something that we should all be taking? Like, like is garlic good for everybody, or should we all be taking a multivitamin, or you know, should we? make sure that we are eating whole foods or is it really everybody's different i I mean there's most of the
1: you say take a multivitamin well if if your diet's providing that you're not going to do much more than just pee it out anyway right Mm. so you're probably not meeting i'll I'll give you this that the vegetables and fruits that we're eating today we're not the same as our great-grandparents they just don't have the nutrition they're genetically bred for sweetness or whatever Mm -hmm. right Technically, if you ran some testing, in which we talk about, you can run testing for anything, you could see that you're deficient in, maybe it's B vitamins, maybe it's vitamin D, whatever. But usually, I will tell you, there's usually five or so nutrients that I'd say most people would benefit from supplementing. Uh, One's vitamin D. I don't see many people that, if they're not strategic with getting out in the sun Mm -hmm. and even we're about to hit fall and winter, nobody's going outside with their shirt off. It's just mm-hmm. that's not what we're doing. Um,
0: Is it D three or does it matter?
1: Yeah, D three. Yeah, D three the supplement, and then okay. you know your body, sunlight in the skin converts you convert that to uh, vitamin D. But most people are deficient. I haven't mm-hmm. seen many people who aren't supplementing that they're good to go. Okay. I just I haven't seen it with lab testing. Interesting. Um, magnesium's one, just because it's you know I, I think it's like over three hundred enzymatic processes in the body oh, wow. uh, that it utilizes in. We don't we don't have enough of it. I mean, you can get it from you know leafy greens and there's certain foods, but there's no way we eat enough of that to get enough magnesium. Really? So you'll see certain um, like if it's cramping, if it's uh, like uh-huh. muscle cramping, uh, sleep, right? Uh, heart palpitations. There's a lot of surgeons that they were basically giving their patients IV magnesium following surgery, and the same surgery, the same everything, their patients are doing better on follow up, and most people are deficient. I mean, that's just something if you run. Uh, your doctor runs a magnesium that's not the same as an RBC magnesium, which is measuring at the red blood cell. Mm-hmm. That's the specific measurement that you want to take uh, to assess. Um, the other thing is omega-3s. So mm. I, I recently just tested someone and you know he was adamant, well, I mean, I eat a bunch of salmon and, and he does. He eats a bunch of fish and he's still deficient. And most people are deficient in omega-3 or they have excess omega six. So, omega-6 is pro-inflammatory. You need some, but we all have too much. So, mm-hmm. technically, paleo, air quotes over here, paleo is a 4 to 1 ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. Okay. okay. Most people on a standard American diet, right, they're usually around a 14 to 20 to 1. That is highly Golly. inflammatory. Wow. So, it's not necessarily hey, you're deficient in omega-3, you could be in excess of omega-6, which is all your, you know, I say non-grass-fed meat. Uh, Most of your vegetable oils, so corn oil, your canola oils, all these things are super high in omega-6. So if you, like, eat fried food at the restaurant, that's, like, the most horrendous thing (laughs) from an omega-6 perspective, right? Wow. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So what, does um, it doesn't matter if it's form-raised or wild-caught? Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the form, form's
1: usually not, they don't I mean, yeah, you're going to have, theory. like, toxins, you're going to have, and now you see all this stuff with uh, mercury, right, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, it's high, heavy metals, but technically salmon's really good. I mean, but look, you can look for the bad in anything, mm-hmm. and that's why I tell people, well, I'm not going to eat tuna because it's too high in mercury. Right, but you continue eating Subway sandwiches, and you're going to end up in the same boat anyway, right? So let's talk about, you want... Heavy metal toxicity, which I don't see many people with it, even though we do have it because mm-hmm. our air is garbage that we're breathing and all the other stuff. But it's it's a trade off. It's what problem. Mm-hmm. Like I said, do you want? Okay. Um, the other one, uh, vitamin C. I mean, it's it's really yeah. We we live. Our adrenals soak up so much of vitamin, you know, of the vitamin C that we take in, um, just from a stress perspective. So. If you take too much vitamin C, same with magnesium, people say, well, how much? If you really want to know, you take it until it induces diarrhea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, your body just removes it, right? It's the same with your B vitamins. When you take it and you pee it out, mm-hmm. you're, you're peeing out the excess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna absorb what you can and then the rest of it's gone. It doesn't want it in the body. Vitamin C, uh, I'd have to find the, the study, but they basically took these, these executives that they flew cross country. So California to New York and they could absorb two to three times more vitamin C upon landing as they could before taking off. And it's the amount of stress that oh. it, with jet lag and all this stuff here, even just flying, right? The stress, if you're sick, you can take way more. If you have a virus or you have some kind of bacterial infection, most people notice that they can take more, double, triple the amount and not have loose bowels. So it's just a, but it's something that from an immune perspective, I mean, I, I just uh, had a thing that I put in highlight. It was like the t- top 20 things that this is what vitamin C does from an immune perspective and from an adrenal uh, perspective.
0: So Linus Pauling was yes. correct. Yeah. So I like mean, emergency or those things? Do they? they emergency is
1: really? good. I mean, it has some uh, some of the sweeteners in it. There's mm-hmm. one that uh, I usually suggest. Uh, it's called Sufficiency, and it's just one that. It's a powder type. Of yeah. Thing. It's a powder. It tastes mm-hmm. delicious. It have like oh. a raspberry lemonade, but it's. Yum. Um, per scoop you basically get more I'm writing this down yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get that more in our
0: morning uh, smoothie huh?
1: and you can't like if you if you know that you're getting run down <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'll, I mean we'll keep it at our house so if our kids have some kind of virus or they drink if, it yeah or I drink it so can I don't you get buy it.
0: that locally or do you have to mm-hmm. order it online? no yeah I think you
1: can buy it. Uh, I think uh, what you call it has it drug, drug emporium yeah if oh, not okay. it's on it's on Amazon okay um,
0: sufficiency that sounds good with the upcoming flu season yeah. too
1: yeah and then the last one is, um, I call it greens powder. So we hear a lot about Juice Plus, but that, it's, it's very outdated, in my opinion, okay. based on the research I've seen. That was something that came out, they were way ahead of their time, and now there's several that are really good. Organifi is like the mecca right now just because of how they make their product, but oh. you're essentially getting all, I say all, your fruits, veggies. Um, Bring this down too. Yeah, orga- it, it's not cheap. Uh, But they have a green juice, they have a red juice, um, and they have, uh, you've heard of golden tea. So it's like turmeric and uh, reishi mushroom. So they have a powder that you would do at night Uh, and like a milk. Some people do like golden milk or golden tea. Yeah, so they make one for that. But the the greens itself, I tell people that, you know, just getting started, if they're eating, you know, like the people that are like, oh, well, I have a banana or I have a nutri bar. Could you do a shake first thing in the morning? Yeah, but I don't have much time. Okay, so then they would buy a protein powder, a greens powder, and then like some almond milk or coconut milk, whatever. Throw it and in then the blender. That's it. That uh-huh. those three, and we start there. And it's because it's so, you know, nutrient dense that those greens. We just there's no way. Even if you're strategic with your veggies, and you never get all that. No, no. And it, even if you do, most people that do. Either they're not digesting it well, so they're not absorbing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just an easy way. Uh, a lot of people in the, the industry call it uh, nutritional insurance, right? Really? So it's, it's essentially. So it's
0: food and a supplement. Yeah. But it's
1: Interesting. Food. It's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a powder. I mean, you're yeah. not going to fill up on it. Uh-huh. Uh, Does you it have need... a lot
0: of calories? It's just...
1: No, it's just it, if you read the back, they have yeah. prebiotics, they have, they have probiotics, they have all the vitamins, they have digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. they have all this stuff that's essentially, you know. From a, from a GI perspective. So you like almond milk. And coconut milk. Uh-huh.
0: That's mm-hmm. not considered dairy.
1: Mm-mm.
3: Okay. Nope. So yeah, those five. Okay. That was awesome. I learned all sorts of new stuff.
0: Time to go shopping.
3: Right? <laughs> and spend some money. Yeah. Um, so that's a good transition to, to my next one is um, we're surrounded in this office, this room by water, and we have an RO machine um, here in the office, and everybody has their... You know, they're insulated mugs, and we drink a ton of water in this office. Can you just talk a minute about the importance of staying hydrated and like how important it is to drink water? Yeah, I don't really know where to begin. For
0: gut health or just for uh, general, general
3: just gut too? Just for general
1: health, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, we are, <laughs> we would be walking raisins, you know, without it. There's so many things that require. Uh, hydration I mean digestion our, our energy you know blood flow mm-hmm. all that stuff uh, I, I usually tell people to go ahead and measure because most people think they drink a lot more than they do uh, mm-hmm. and so the rule of thumb is uh, 0.5 ounces per pound of body weight so if you okay. weigh a hundred pounds
2: mm-hmm.
1: you would aim for 50 ounces oh wow okay if you train so if you exercise and you're sweating you go you bump that up to 0. 0.7 okay Okay, and the other caveat is if you are obese. So if somebody that weighs 250 pounds, they're like, "Well, there's no way I'm drinking 125 ounces." You basically go off a lean body mass. And the other thing that I would tell you is, what are you drinking now? Mm-hmm. Now let's go up from there. Okay. But you will notice from an immune perspective, uh, you know, kidney health, all this stuff. Yep. It's driven by hydration, and then digestion is, mm-hmm. it's it's a double-edged sword. So. If you're not drinking enough, you're going to have constipation issues, you're going to have cramping, because you have to draw water into the food that needs it, and then you have to draw water out of the food, which is what your large intestine does, okay? So when you get sick, it just bypasses that, and you just get diarrhea, it's not drawing it out, okay? The other thing is, what I see as a problem, is someone with digestive issues, they drink all of their water, at lunch oh. or at dinner. The problem with that is if you are already producing too little stomach acid and you drink 32 ounces of water before your meal, you are diluting the hell out of that stomach acid. Mm. And some people will say, well, no, you'd have to drink a bunch of water. That would re- require you to measure the acid before and after. We don't do that. So you know,
0: I had always heard that don't drink water with. Your meal. I mean, there's other things you shouldn't drink. I guess tea, if you're having spinach and all this. But I didn't really know why. So it's just you're diluting the body's that's ability it. to um, digest the food. That's right. So you shouldn't drink. I mean, you of can anything. sip. You can
1: sip. I mean, some of these people take it. You know, I've talked to people that are like, I don't drink anything with a meal, and that's fine. You can go ahead and you know, hack like a dog, joking uh-huh. on a bone, trying to but swallow you're some food. you just saying don't
0: try to get forced servings right. of water in. That's right. That's right. So or Im-
1: immediately in the morning, like I'll tell most of my guys that are just they are they are busy. Their schedules are. Mm-hmm. It's either have your assistant bring you X amount that this time, or when you wake up, front load it. So we go what, you know, we're talking about sleep. If you go six to eight hours not drinking, and you wake up in the morning, you notice that your pee is super yellow. So you're already primed to take it on. Mm -hmm. I tell people while coffee's brewing or whatever, you just, you go ahead and fix 20 to 32 ounces and drink it. And now you're front loading your water, you've eliminated 32 ounces, but but that's not what most people do. They get up, they grab their coffee, mm-hmm. which is going to cause them to eliminate more water, right? And then by the time lunch comes around, either they have a headache, their energy shot in the afternoon, and then they start pounding the water. yeah. And either you're gonna dilute your food or you're gonna be up all night peeing. And now it's just this cycle of, yeah. so it's strategic wise, but yes, super important. So if somebody comes to me and they're saying, my diet's impeccable, and I look at, All your meals, water,
3: alcohol, hunger, all those things. But that's huge, which is so simple. Yeah, Yeah. it's easy. And and there's no reason not to do it. So um, no, I I keep two of these on the side of my bed. So when I wake up in the morning, I just, yeah, go to it. Um, So I heard somebody say previously, um, not too long ago, do a heavy breakfast, a medium lunch, and a light dinner. Is that really true? Or is that kind of... Per person. It is per person. It depends on
1: it depends on the person, their symptoms, and their way of life. Okay? okay. So here's what I mean. Most people will say, Well, I do intermittent fasting, but I was told that if I eat my eating window is from twelve to eight, that I'm eating this huge meal before bed and it's impeding my sleep. Right? So they'll mm-hmm. move it to I'm gonna have a huge breakfast and I'll stop eating at two PM. The problem is, who is meeting with friends and partying from 8 to noon? Right. No one. Right. So they, they struggle with, well, how do I have a way of life? Well, let's try it the other way. Let's wake up, since you've already been fasting. When, when I tell people to introduce it, mm-hmm. you can look at a lot of research, and I'll be honest, some of it is have breakfast and don't eat all day and then have dinner. So you have these windows of, I'm going to eat here, no eating, eat, no eating, Oh, okay. Right? And then you have other people that it may be, I'm not going to eat all day. And then I'll have a, a huge meal at night. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that people who are eating all day and they go to one meal, it's easier for them to start fasting in the morning Got yeah. and go throughout the day and then have a, a bigger meal. Or if you're training in the afternoon, oh, interesting. you can eat the bigger meal following. Okay? Okay. So after you train, you're basically sending that stimulus to the body of go ahead and repair this muscle store these carbs so you can do all these things but technically that it it all works right so what are you currently doing so if you're doing opposite and i say go ahead switch it up you're probably going to lose weight you're shifting what you're currently doing got you but as far as one way of doing it they have some people that do they'll fast all day and then they'll eat the next day on and off type thing or some people do like a two-day fast during the Mm -hmm. week you know, so it's,
3: it's so it all depends on your lifestyle, really. Yes. And, and then, yeah, how your body and processes symptoms, it. And symptoms, that, too. Yeah, that makes sense. And goals. Um, and then I just finally wanted to uh, mention meditation again, because I think it's super important to, yeah, take five minutes, at least five minutes a day, and it's super hard to meditate for five minutes if you're not used to it, and then just close your eyes and focus on your breath, or, or whatever your meditation is. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up, because just getting your heart rate down, your blood pressure, and just... Mm-hmm. Getting rid of stress for even five minutes, because we're busy, you know. We're distracted. We're not busy. We're distracted. We're we're, we're distracted. (laughs) We're just
0: running in circles. Yeah. We're
3: looking at our phones. We're watching TV. We can't stand to sit alone. Well, I'm. I'm even thinking right now. All right, so I have to go home. I have to walk the dogs. I have to feed the cats. I have to check on the chickens, get the eggs. I have to feed the fish. Like, there's so many things that.
0: But you could be quiet, While you will be quiet while you're doing that.
3: So, yeah. You know. Well, I'll listen to a radio show yeah. or something, but the first thing I would like to do is yeah, go home and like, like just sit for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's super important just to let your work day go away and bring in the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So, nice so. Nice. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I, I've learned a bunch of information and I've taken some notes, so uh, sufficiency. I'm going to go get some of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks for being here, Tyler and Jen. Obviously, thank you again for... Let me ask questions. Oh,
0: Jason Sikora and Raider Solutions. Thank you. Thank you for making this possible. And a takeaway for me, Tyler, just listening to these questions in the conversation, by slowing down, if we can do that while we're eating, you know, and just chew the food, as you said, that is quiet time. That's a form of meditation. That's right. You know, that. I think just for me and others is probably something that could make a big difference in how we're processing the things we're already eating. Even if they're not the best choices, you know, we're probably making pretty good choices. But it's what we're doing with all of this that's, um, I think, you know, in my life, I can really make some changes. So Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah stress is perceived. So, that's what yeah. most people we talk about is stress is perceived. It's not, yeah. I live a stressful life. There's some people who love what they do. Like for me, my family laughs yeah. at me because we talk about, thank God, it's Monday right? So it's Monday. I love Mondays, Mm -hmm. right? Fridays is like, oh, but you know, systemically, if you look (laughs) at popularity, it's, oh, well Friday, thank God it's Friday, Miller time, Mm -hmm. all these things that you're looking to shut off, but now you're requiring alcohol and drugs to Mm -hmm. shut off. To relax. So think about that, right? It used to be, oh, we're lazy and we're couch potatoes. Are we? Right? What's, what's more of a problem? Us doing nothing or us doing too much? And I don't think anyone can answer that right now because it's, I mean, yeah. you're looking at the chronic disease of what stems from both. So right. I would tell you stresses, that's what I say stresses, it's all perceived.
0: Yeah. Well, I know you love what you do, and uh, it's fun yeah. listening to you. I wish people could see your face during this. We probably need <laughs> to tape some because you bring a joy to your practice in helping others find their optimal health. So I want to thank you, Tyler LaFleur. Again, Tyler is a, um, he's a performance coach and functional medicine practitioner. And his company is HPHI, Offering Health Coaching and Executive Performance Coaching. So thank you. And uh, I look forward to further podcasts. We're going to have to come up with some things, I'm sure, about exercise and some specific topics that you think are important. But thank you for your time today. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this new podcast, Nourish Your Health at Every Age. I'm Jan Swift. Thank you for listening.